Welcome to Men Alive, a biblical journey to help us conform to the image of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Paul Estabrooks. Our teacher is my longtime friend, Dr. Jim Cunningham, consultant in adult education, director of Go Teach Global, and author of the book Men Alive. Jim, we hear a lot about addictions, and in past years you have worked with addicts. So what exactly is an addictive personality? Let me begin with a story. When I turned 65, I had a career-altering cup of coffee with a friend who was then president of a Christian ministry to train linguists. We had met years earlier when he came to Canada after many years in Asia to start the program. He asked what I was doing at that time, and I said, training trainers, teaching teachers, and discipling adult educators overseas as a consultant in adult education. His response was, We need you as part of our leadership team to help linguistic students learn how to teach adults in other cultures. Would you like to join us? Jim, hold on a moment. I understood we were talking today about how a man can change his habits. Valid question, Pablo. But hold on, it's coming. In those days, my application required me to fill in an online medical questionnaire to have my health assessed by a team of medical professionals. Most questions were easy to answer. Have you had this disease, that disease? And I would answer, no, no, no. Then one question asked, do you drink coffee? I answered, yes. Next question, how many cups of coffee? And I had to choose between one to two, or three to five, or six or more. Okay, Jim, after traveling with you for many years, I can guess your answer. You said three to five? You got it, Pablo. I do like coffee, so I put down three to five cups a day, finished the questionnaire, and sent it in. A while later, the personnel office received the results. Everything checks out. You have been approved to work with us. Then I asked, I'm curious, how was my medical health assessment? You had an excellent health report. No issues. The doctors only commented on the amount of caffeine you drink each day. You answered three to five cups a day, and the medical team said three to five cups a day indicates you may have an addictive personality. Addictive personality? I gasped. Me? Yes. But don't worry, you're hired. Welcome aboard. So how exactly does one define an addictive personality? That's the challenge, Pablo. There are some men and women listening to this broadcast who would be classified as addicts. Addiction is a term usually associated with potentially harmful use of substances such as tobacco, alcohol, illicit drugs, or medications. The phrase addictive personality refers to a set of traits that make a person a candidate for developing an addiction. It's a chosen action that has become a compulsive one. The challenge, as I see it, Pablo, is not to become smug and uncaring about someone's addictive personality in one area, just because we do not have a problem in that area. We as men may smile at whatever addiction others have and say, I'm sure glad I don't have that addiction like he does, and then turn on TV to watch our favorite team play hockey. Or watch every football game to see who wins the World Cup. Whoops, we better be careful. We may lose a few sports addicts. Jim, I know you've had experience working with men who have addictions. Tell us more about this phrase we use called an addictive personality. I am Exhibit A. I have an addictive personality. Let me give you two quick examples. In my rebellious teens, before I committed my life to Jesus Christ, I smoked, drank alcohol, and consumed coffee by the gallon. Then, as you heard in the program about my life story, 
I surrendered my life to Jesus Christ. The change was dramatic. I quit smoking and drinking, but still drank coffee. Then I met Rita, who became my wife. She only drank tea. I switched to tea, and for nearly 25 years, I only drank tea, until I landed a consulting contract in the U.S. With all due respect to my American listeners, American tea is tepid. Canadians start with cold water, bring it to a boil at 212 Fahrenheit or 100 Celsius, pour over tea leaves, and let it steep. My American host ran hot 185-degree tap water over a tea bag and handed me the cup. Yuck! Americans make great coffee, so I switched back to drinking coffee. And now my coffee consumption registers as having an addictive personality. Second story. In the early years of my marriage, I began to put on a little extra weight in the wrong places. Rita walked into my office one day, came up behind me and gently said, I see you're filling out your office chair very well. Rascal, that did it. I got an old pair of running shoes, put on a pair of sweatpants, waited until it was dark so no neighbor would see me and did some stretching and ran one short block. Turned around, came home in a full sweat. But the next time, I ran two blocks, then three blocks, then one mile, then three miles, then ten. And seven years later, in 1979, I ran a full 26-mile, 42-kilometers marathon run around the Sea of Galilee in Israel. That's what I call an addictive personality. You are listening to Men Alive with Dr. Jim Cunningham of Go Teach Global. We invite you to visit our website at GoTeachGlobal.com. There you will also see all of the episodes of this program, Men Alive. Jim, I hear you suggesting that each of us has a tendency toward repetitive behavior in certain areas to make us feel good. But if these behaviors, even good ones, are not managed or controlled, they can lead to a potentially harmful addiction. Some married men are addicted to adultery, pornography, gambling, or drugs. It happens once, then again, and again. Some are addicted to impulsive gossiping. Their first desire is to tell you about what happened to someone else. You are neither part of the problem nor part of the solution, but now you have been given this unwanted information about people you may not even know. So, is there such a thing as positive healthy habits? For sure. The most positive habit for a Christian is to constantly do what Scripture teaches, not just read Scriptures or memorize Scripture or study Scripture or even teach Scripture, but honestly, faithfully do Scripture. That is an amazing, awesome, positive habit. And one of the most positive verses in Scripture to do is Philippians 4.8. The Living New Translation says, Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. This passage gives us eight positive healthy habits when we as men pursue them. First is truth. Fix your thoughts on what is true. Our Lord Jesus Christ was full of grace and truth. We are told to speak the truth in love, kindly. But there is more. 
we must be careful not to speak the truth and still deceive ourselves. Scripture tells us to think or meditate on things that are honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable, as well as true. This verse is a direct challenge against gossip and slander. As soon as you stop listening to this program, you may hear some news story, receive a phone call, attend a meeting, or hear someone say, isn't it awful what's happening in, insert the place or the person they're talking about. Any sentence that contains the word awful is off to an awkward start. Hard to be told how awful something or someone is, and then think of things related to that situation that are true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, and worthy of praise. There's a fascinating story that emerges from the Great Depression in the United States. The year was 1932. Herbert Taylor was president of an American aluminum company called Club Aluminum. It had 250 employees, was in debt, and going bankrupt. Mr. Taylor decided to write out some company policies that he believed would reflect high ethics and morals that would honor God in any business. He prayed for wisdom and wrote these 24 words. 1. Is it the truth? 2. Is it fair to all concerned? 3. Will it build goodwill and better friendships? And 4. Will it be beneficial to all concerned? I like this part of the story. He tested these four principles on himself for 60 days before sharing them with his four company directors, each of whom it is reported had a different religious faith. They agreed with the principles, shared it with all employees, and 20 years later, Club Aluminum was debt-free and making a profit. Years later, when Taylor became president of Rotary Club International, he introduced the four-way test, and it was adopted by Rotary members around the globe. I appreciate that Mr. Taylor tested these four principles on himself for 60 days before sharing them with his four company directors. That's a good principle for all of us. Show and then tell. Those eight words in Philippians 4.8 are powerful. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. It has a simplicity about it. Does a woman want to be around a man who thinks about things that are not true? Those are called lies, meaning that man cannot be trusted. Does a woman want to be around a man who is not honorable? That is called deceit. Any man who will deceive others will also lie to others. That's called hypocrisy. Does a woman want to be around a man who is not right and pure? That's called immorality. Men who lie to others will eventually lie to themselves, and that's called duplicity. What about a man who does not think about things that are lovely and admirable? This man does not likely worship either God or the beauty of God's design in the world and his plan of redemption through Jesus Christ. This is called apostasy, lying to God and rejecting his salvation. And finally, who really wants to be around a man who thinks about things that are not excellent and worthy of praise? Pablo, my wife Rita 
also wants me to apply Galatians 5.22-23 in my life and allow those traits to infiltrate my character. That's a great verse. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Imagine focusing on such positive qualities for developing a Christ-like character. They are all legal, and most women would love to be around men who have these character qualities. Love, joy, and peace in our relationship with God, patience, kindness, and goodness in our relationships with others, and faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control in our relationship with ourselves. There are no laws against these things. Hallelujah. There you have it, men. The time is now to fill our minds with Philippians 4.8. Contact Dr. Jim with any questions you may have at menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. Men Alive is a production of the ministry Go Teach Global, and you can visit us at goteachglobal.com. Until next time, remember to be Men Alive, transformed into the image and character of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ.